Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 26th. 2010. We're going to. I was hoping to get that all this into the last teaching, but I didn't quite get it in. This is the Bishop Eddie Long, how he's, he's denying the sexual abuse of plaintiffs. We're going to listen to some videos that string together, and I didn't re- really realize this when I clicked on it. These are all from ABC, but it's a great example of what we're talking about tonight. The depravity and what is what is going and, and how that makes the world look at the church like. You know, if that's the church, I don't want anything to do with it. You know, they, they just want to, they'll lump everybody into the Catholic behavior and the behavior of a lot of these pastors. And um, anyway, I want to play some of these clips. They're not very long, but they're very telling. Now, I'm going to give you a little, uh, just a little paragraph here. A third man has come forward, and this is this Eddie Long guy, and we're going to hear the story, okay? But a third man has come forward alleging... There's, uh, there was two people, two boys that are like 21 now that say this guy, this uh, Atlanta church, mega church bishop, uh, sexually abused them. And he, uh, it's just, it's unbelievable. But uh, now a third man has come forward alleging that he was also, also sexually abused by Atlanta mega church bishop already under fire in two similar lawsuits. Now if it was one guy, it'd be one thing. But now you got all these people, once one person has the courage to come forward, a lot of times that'll give the other people courage to come forward as well. Uh, this third man, Jamal Paris, who's 23 now, alleged in a suit filed today that Bishop Eddie Long used his private plane to fly him around the world. This guy's got a private plane. Um, from Los Angeles to Trinidad to New York and sexually abused him along the way. Paris alleges in the doc- and this is what all the other the other two guys said too. Paris alleges in the documents obtained by ABC News that the bishop would request that he be nude while he traveled in his presence and would recre- request sexual massages and oral sodomy. Now, right there, right there, ABC News even gets it right. It's a foregone conclusion. It's not a matter of debate like what is sodomy. No, 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 no. They even said oral sodomy when they traveled. That's what he... Okay, so that's sodomy. But people don't understand that the oral sex thing is sodomy. But it is. Okay, so I'm really, you know, sorry to burst your bubble there on that, but, you know, again, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Paris joins two other men, Maurice Robinson and Anthony Flagg, who say the bishop recruited them into the youth ministry and then forced sex upon them. And I I got a feeling, the way this is going, that he's going to have people coming out of the woodwork. Uh, Now, I'm going to go ahead and play these clips for us. ...is mounting tonight for the pastor of a 25,000-member megachurch near Atlanta, Bishop Eddie Long who lives a lavish lifestyle and has denounced homosexuality, is accused of coercing three young men into relationships. Steve Osinsami has details of the lawsuits. Bishop Eddie Long is considered one of the most anti-gay pastors in the country, who once said that homosexuality is a spiritual abortion. If today's accusations are true, he might regret the day he led thousands through the streets of Atlanta in protest of gays and same-sex marriage woman and woman and man and man is not right. So that's why I stand on the bishop. In the lawsuits filed by three young men he recruited into the youth ministry at his gigantic church outside Atlanta, they describe him as a sexual predator who pushed them into sex, 
lavished them with expensive gifts, and sent them these photos, texts, and emails when they were above the legal age of consent, but just 16 and 17 years old. They say... Okay, so these pictures, uh, which they're showing on TV, are of this guy, and he looks like he must have done some serious steroids or something, because he's he's in like this... I mean, he's this bishop, and he's in this muscle shirt, uh, basically skin-tight, taking pictures of himself in a bathroom, sending them to these guys. And they produce this as part of the evidence. I mean, this is just, it's insane, but let's go further. He certainly doesn't look like a bishop here. What pastor in his right mind sends a picture of himself posing in a bathroom in a muscle shirt? None. None that I know of. At the funeral of Coretta Scott King, which took place at his church in 2006, some civil rights leaders refused to attend because Long is so anti-gay. And he isn't just any pastor. He leads one of the largest African-American congregations in the world. This bishop drives a Bentley and has his own private jet. These young men say that many people in the church who were close to Bishop Long knew what was going on but covered for him and kept quiet for years. In a statement, Long's attorney... Doesn't that kind of sound like the Catholic Church? Whereas in that case, they'll just move them around. They'll molest a whole bunch of boys or girls, and then they just move them to a different church. You know, And this is a very common thing, because you have this person that you looked up to, and a lot of other people look up to, and this is the perfect cover. And I've said this before, but the perfect cover, and, and I've read this from Satanists, the, that or we're in witch covens, that the perfect cover that they coveted would be the pastor of a church because they're the least usually the least that are suspected uh to do stuff like this says the bishop denies the accusations his accusers say there were hundreds of young men in his youth ministry and they believe more of them will come forward steve osanzami abc news atlanta Well, the leader of one of the largest churches in the southeast is denying allegations that he abused his power and seduced two young male members of his congregation into having a sexual relationship with him. Our Steve Osinsami has more. As America goes, so goes this world. He's one of the largest figures in the black church today, Bishop Eddie Long, the head of a megachurch outside Atlanta with some 25,000 members. And now two of them say he had sex with them when they were just teenagers. Allegations are that sexual things started to happen at the ages of 17 and 18 years old. Today, Maurice Robinson and Anthony Flagg are in their 20s. And in two separate lawsuits, they say Bishop Long held private spiritual ceremonies where they say he coerced certain young male members and employees into sexual acts and relationships. They say he showered them with cars, clothes, jewelry, and electronics, and flew them across the world in private jets and put them up in luxury hotels. They were 17, above the age of consent, but say Long violated his fiduciary duty as their spiritual advisor by pushing them into sex. Outside the church last night after Bible study, they refused to believe it. Now, this man loved his wife with a passion. I just don't believe that's true. The church says one of the men was arrested this summer and charged with stealing an iPad and an iPhone from the church. In a statement, Long's attorney wrote that Bishop Eddie Long adamantly denies the allegations and that it's unfortunate that two young men have chosen to take this course of action. Bishop Long once marched the streets of Atlanta in protest of same-sex marriage. His accusers say he's been living a double life. For Good Morning America, Steve Osanzami, ABC News, Atlanta. I reported Helen McGonigal. Okay, but before we get into this other one, this is in the uh, 
this is about the, we're going to get into Catholic priests now. These are just brief clips. Uh, one of the what it said in there that they actually had um, they, they both stated that they this Eddie Long guy, this bishop, would actually get them in a ceremony where they would like exchange things and, and exchange Bible verses and stuff like that. And this was this ceremony where they would like actually bond in 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 literally this was the start of where the sexual abuse abuse began i mean you talk about some sick twisted stuff to actually try to interweave the bible into this stuff and again i'll I'll provide you the link to these stories and you can explore it a little bit more for yourself but it's amazing what what actually was justified here so let's go further Six years old when Father Brendan Smith moved to East Greenwich, Rhode Island. He molested me, my sister Kathleen, who uh, uh, sadly succumbed to a fatal overdose on an antidepressant. Jeff Thomas says the Irish priest raped four kids in his neighborhood. Brendan Smith is one of the biggest monsters in Catholic history. Now they're showing a picture of this guy and you talk about somebody that looks like he's straight from the pit of hell. I mean, this guy looks flat out evil, and these are people coming forward now. Basically, just you know, it's so sad. It's it's just horrifically terrible. But um, I'm glad it's being exposed because it needs to be exposed. He was a sick man, but the bigger crime to me was the fact that his superiors knew about his appetite and his sexual desires, and still put him in populations of small children to reoffend. Victims say Th- that's truly the really sick part. And these, you know what even is even sicker to me? That the people within the Catholic Church would defend this demonic, satanic cult. Pseudo-Christian death cult. They defend this. Understand, if you would defend the Catholic faith, you're defending these pedophiles. How do you think God would, would, would view your defense of these pedophile devils doing this in the name of God. If that's not the height of hypocrisy and evil, I don't know what is. Smith's order knew since the 1940s that he was a pedophile, but moved him to two U.S. parishes. Smith died in an Irish prison. Bishops in Ireland, just like bishops here, have been moving accused priests around, even though they know they're dangerous, and putting them in populations where they can continue to offend. Unfortunately, the places where they put them include our own backyard. The website bishopaccountability.org, which was started at the height of Boston's sex abuse scandal, now has a new section detailing Irish priests here in the U.S. accused of sexual misconduct. There are dozens of names listed along with stories of abuse, but advocates have now written to the Irish prime minister asking him to extend his investigation of child abuse there to every diocese in Ireland so we can know all the names. The group also wants Cardinal O'Malley to release any names of alleged pedophiles moved to Boston. The Archdiocese said before any priest comes here, they must have assurances he's not been accused of inappropriate behavior with children. I'm Kelly Tuthill, News Center 5. Nine Iron, it's almost tea time. Time to face the... Our Sunday spotlight tonight, Ted Haggard. He was once an insider. Okay, before we go to Ted Haggard which is a grievous enough uh, situation, understand that the Catholic Church has willfully participated in hiding these sick devils for all these years. Satan is using this church 
strategically to defile the little ones. And people that are in high-level occult know that in order to um, achieve greater power, many times this is what they're commanded to do. They have to have sex with little children and defile them. and vamp- They literally view it as vampirizing their innocence from them. And the Catholic Church is probably the greatest example of a satanic institution that has perpetuated that and enabled that all in the name of their religion. This this cult should not be... I mean, they killed, like, over 50 million in the Inquisition. That's okay, though, you know, that's all been forgiven, evidently. A ton of them were born-again Bible-believing Christians that they slaughtered and martyred in the most horrific ways ever. That's okay, though, evidently. Now they're doing... They've been doing this and all other sorts of abominations, and they, you know, it's okay. It's okay. This is how sick our world is. And I'm, I'm sorry, it just it enrages me that, that this goes on and people, they get away with this. And again, I say this so that born-again Christians can get on their knees and pray and fast about these issues, that God would expose them and, and, and pray to God that God brings a stop to it, uh, in as much as it be His will. A powerful pastor at the highest levels of the Christian conservative movement. But now, two years after he was fired in a sex and drug scandal involving a male escort... Haggard is back with some frank criticism. Uh, he had uh, sexual relations with a private gay escort where they were doing all these gay... They, there's drugs that gay people do to stimulate arousal. I'll just put it that way. Or better performance. I don't know. But he was doing all manner of perversity. Good old Ted Haggard. And now Ted's going to give us his opinion on the church and what needs to be done and, uh, you know, it, it's like Satan trying, trying to, uh, you know, give a sermon, essentially. ...of a movement he now says he is off course. In his first broadcast news interview since he was brought down by a gay sex scandal, Ted Haggard says the movement he once helped lead has gone too far to the right. I think the religious right is, is increasingly impotent right now. So we've got... A gay, and you can tell he's even, sounds gay. We've got this gay devil giving us advice on morality. I mean, you talk about no shame in your game. He's got the audacity to come around and tell Christianity in general that they're off course. Now in America. And that it's going to have to return to the gospel in order to regain strength. How is it impotent? Because... Well, this last election demonstrated that the only thing it did that it's proud of is Proposition 8 in California. And that's not much to be proud of. Proposition 8 banned same-sex marriage in California. Haggard used to rail against homosexuality, as seen in this documentary called Jesus Camp. We don't have to debate about what we should think about homosexual activity. It's written in the Bible. But now, he says, gays and lesbians should at least have the right to civil unions. Just as the church made a horrible mistake several centuries ago, insisting that the earth was flat, I think the church may make a major mistake in our generation, saying that sexuality should be this and nothing else. So, again, here we have from Satan himself, telling us about moral issues, and in a way somewhat justifying, backpedaling. He, like Eddie Long, Bishop Eddie Long, both preached against homosexuality, 
when it evidently was convenient for them to do so. But, you know, now Ted's turned around, and I guess he's coming more out of the closet, and he's saying that we should, they should have the right to same-sex unions. Where is his Bible for that? Is it Romans 1 that talks about them being turned over to a reprobate mind and, 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 and the judgment that is to come for them? Um, is, it, is it the verses in, in the Bible in the Old Testament where you know it was essentially a death sentence if a sodomite was there and that you're supposed to purge the sodomites out of the land? And in this case, I'm talking about homosexuals or bisexuals. This devil has the audacity, again, to give us a morality lecture which is, is unbelievably the height of hypocrisy. And what it also shows me is that he doesn't have one... He should be on there begging for forgiveness for what he did. Do you hear him acting, asking for forgiveness and repenting? No, he's actually subtly justifying the gay position because if he says they should have same-sex unions, he's actually saying that there's legitimacy to the homosexual, bisexual, or whatever movement. So you think the church should tell people it's okay to be gay? I, I, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the church has, has to look at humanity realistically. We've all got to humble ourselves and do everything we can to serve people in need. Not to dictate to them. Not to hate them. Not to punish them. Haggard is still bitter at the way he says he was treated by fellow church leaders after the scandal. Not just fired, but shunned. You think there's a- what, what, were, what was he expecting? To be embraced, open arms? You have a gay sex tryst with some guy and, and, and over uh, many, many times and you're using these drugs to boot in regard to this? And do you expect to be embraced? No, this is his little way of, of evidently getting back at them with these remarks. You know, there's going to come a day, I truly believe this, where the Bible says judgment must begin at the house of the Lord, where I believe God's going to judge these devils in an open outward manner in such a way as in Psalm 64 all men will see and fear and declare the work of God for they shall wisely consider of his doing and the righteous will rejoice and all the upright in heart will glory meaning the righteous will see it and rejoice okay not rejoicing that you know a guy died but rejoicing that God's judgment is true and it's just and it always spurs repentance gap between the leaders of today's evangelical church and what the gospel preaches? Yes, I do. I think the message of the church is Jesus came to heal us from our shortcomings. Jesus is good news, not bad news. We survived the last two years. (laughs) Typical lukewarm gospel, anything goes, you know, just sin away, you know, God's grace will cover it. It doesn't matter. You can live like the devil and it don't matter. You don't have to have any conviction of your sin. There's no chastening of God. He's just the big guy in the sky. And it's a false gospel. It's another gospel. And the Bible says, if anyone cometh to you, even an angel in heaven, and bringeth forth another gospel, let him be accursed. Ted Haggard is basically saying, let me be accursed, God, because he doesn't have a repentant bone in his body. John Haggard, who now describes himself as a, quote, heterosexual with issues, told this group of evangelicals from the New York Divinity School that he expected more forgiveness for his sins. I think every time a prominent politician or religious leader falls, that's our opportunity to demonstrate the gospel to the secular world, because that's the only time they'll show up with their cameras.
Here, at least, Haggard was embraced. We're supposed to embrace and love. And one of the things I was supposed to do was give you a hug. So let me give you a hug right now. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It was a rare sight, two of the most iconic figures on the planet standing side by side today, Pope Benedict on an historic visit to see the Queen, the first papal visit to Britain in a generation. And while he was there, the Pope made his strongest statement yet about the sex abuse crisis among priests. Nick Watt reports from London. The Pope was welcomed with wailing bagpipes and a brand new papal tartan, which he wore for warmth. This, the first papal visit to Britain for nearly 30 years. I feel very proud to be Scottish right now. That statement is enough to make me sick to my stomach. He feels very, you know, proud to be Scottish right now. Why? Because this leader of this uh, pseudo-pedophilic death cult has come into their land... I would be ashamed that that, uh, any place that I was at would honor this devil. But, you know, again, one of them that call evil good and good evil. There was a royal handshake. She gave him art. He gave her a gospel. Then an intimate audience with the queen. I'd like to know what kind of gospel he gave her. Come on. It didn't take long for the Pope to ruffle feathers. The Pope, who is German, suggested atheism had shaped Nazi ideology. We can recall how Britain and her leaders stood against the Nazi tyranny, that wished to eradicate God from society. Before he even touched down, the Pope had addressed the issue hanging over this visit, the Church's handling of the global sex abuse scandal. He went further than ever before in admitting church failures. These revelations were a shock for me, he said. Lie number one, we, um, even Dolch Neblin's new video talks about how, uh, or actually I've seen the statistics where it's probably a 90% plus um, homosexual uh, gay rate within the uh, these religious leaders within uh, Vatican City, and then you, you, you trickle down to the ones that are outside of that. This isn't a shock to them, Satan has prepositioned them as this devil religion in order to primarily defile the youth and to spread their white witchcraft magic over people and to put the spell of this Catholic religion over. And it's very powerful. This is a cult, and the people that are involved in it are beyond brainwashed. And I mean, I'm telling you, just get into into a debate with a Catholic and see how the fangs will come out and violence will come out when you confront them about, even if you try to do it in a nice way, you'll see them turn on you. I've seen it happen way too many times. The spirits that come into these people and that emanate and operate through them as the longer they're in this cult, and a lot of times it's generational witchcraft is essentially what it is. The spirits that emanate and operate these people, the longer they're within their bodies, because remember, demons seek a body to inhabit, according to the Bible. The longer they're in there, the more they get their hooks into them, the more brainwashed they become, the more vehement and adamant they will be in defending their cult religion, their idolatrous cult religion. And we've done many, many studies exposing many different aspects of the Catholic religion. You can access them. Um, on continuefortruth.com in the search box. You can search for some of them. Uh, Let's go further here. It is also sad that authorities did not take care of this properly and were not quick enough or strong enough in taking the proper measure. 
but the Pope did not say he will force bishops to report guilty priests to police. Protesters want action, not just words. I had been being raped for almost a year by the time this photo was taken. And more needs to be done. A lot more needs to be done because kids are still at risk today. The man who raped me is walking free. This evening, Benedict XVI was back amongst the faithful for an open-air mass in Glasgow. Second on the bill? How, how absolutely just sickening this sight of all these thousands upon thousands of people in Glasgow turning out to essentially give adoration to this devil at the head of this evil religion. And that this woman's there, and you know, they had all these pictures of all these children that had been raped, and yet they present themselves like they're this holy institution, and they're anything but holy. They are the most unholy, filthy, vile, pseudo-Christian institution on the planet. And, and the fact that they're even allowed to exist is incomprehensible to me. Do you think, I mean, if you're just a regular pedophile and you go out there, are you allowed just to exist and, and run around and, and molest people? Are you protected? No. You're, 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 most of the time, if they catch you, you're going to be thrown in jail. If you do get out of jail, your, um, your name's going to be up on the internet. There, people are going to know exactly where you live. You can't live within so many feet of a, of a I think, a bus stop or a, um, or a school. You know, they target, yet, this institution is protected and adored. What an abomination in God's sight to see people that call themselves Christians, even though they're Catholics, come out and support this, it's pure evil. Susan Boyle. The Pope has just arrived here in London at the end of an extraordinary day. Tomorrow he meets with Catholic school kids, with politicians and with leaders from other faiths. And Diane, more protests are expected. Nick Watt, thank you for your reporting. Okay, so let's go further. That's We're done with those now. Now, I'm going to have to get into a subject that um, uh, I just have to get into. And it's a warning regarding Alex Jones. He put out a couple videos this week that are so far over the top, I couldn't even believe what I was watching. I mean, it, it was just, it's unbelievable. And I've had uh, complaints about them, people have been emailing me, and I, 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 I'm going to have to expose this. Uh, the first letter, um, it's subject titled, Alex Jones' Evolutionary New Age Madness. Okay, now that's, that's what she was saying about this, and I have to agree. She says, have you seen this mess? I knew this man wasn't a Christian. But I think he's completely gone off the deep end and has become completely new age. It's completely man-centered, which has always been a warning that I've issued about Alex Jones in times past, that his solutions are always man-centered, never Jesus Christ-centered, ever. This man loves evolution, and I believe he is preparing all his followers for 2012 and expecting that we expecting that we were developed on the earth over hundreds of thousands of years by aliens. I agree, and I'm going to let you hear some of this. I'm not going to let you hear it all. I don't have time to play it all. Okay, You can go up and listen to it for yourself. But Alex Jones, as far as I'm concerned, has completely, 100% shown his hand now. There's no doubting anymore about it. And then I know a lot of people would have said, well, there was never any doubt to begin with. Okay, He's been exposed in a lot of different levels. Okay, And again, I try to tell people, don't follow Alex Jones. It's one thing to glean from some of his information, okay, or some of the 
factual things that they put out. But it's another thing to follow him. I would never tell you to follow him. This man is on his way to hell. And I'm telling you right now, and we're going to prove it today. Because a born-again, true, Bible-believing Christian does not say the things that he says and do the things that he does. Anyway, back to her letter. It says, he doesn't mention aliens, but he's clearly trying to hammer in the point that we, we developed. Could you please expose this man? Or at the very least, mention his role in leading the people who think they are awake into accepting the 2012 and the New World Order. Uh, let me know what you think after you get this email. Okay. Uh, let's play a couple of these clips. Well, no, actually, hold on. Let me, no, let me read you my response, and then we'll play some of these clips. My response. Just so you know, I have warned, oh, this was a guy that was up on, uh, posted a comment on our, uh, message board. And he was saying that I exposed Glenn Beck, but I'm a hypocrite for not exposing Alex Jones. And I told him, I said, just so you know, I have warned about Alex Jones on numerous occasions in past teachings. In fact, I have, if you email me, and I give my email address further uh, uh, earlier, drjohnson, drjohnson at ix.netcom.com, n-e-t-c-o-m.com, and I give you the link here. If you email me, I will give you a 28-page uh, Alex Jones warning document. 28 pages. Okay, not much of what he covers is just, now much of what he covers is just rehashed mainstream news that has been analyzed from their perspective. In that regard, there's a lot that you can glean, okay? Uh, from that standpoint, you, you can glean. But I warn people not to follow, quote, follow Alex Jones, as he believes in some very contradictory things when it comes to the Bible. Uh, I mean, I just, I mean, I just listened to a, uh, one of his latest videos on YouTube, in which he kept stating that and implying over and over again how our, quote, species has been here hundreds of thousands of years, and the implication was that we evolved, which is Darwinism, um, Charles Darwin, okay, evolution, which is going to take millions and millions of people to hell, and the justification for eliminating, quote, inferior races like what Hitler did. He used evolution as a justification for eliminating the Jews and anybody else they thought were undesirables because they weren't of the right Aryan stock. Okay, you can evolution. You can use it to justify a whole lot of stuff, and it's all evil. Okay, so and he said from he kept saying implying of that we evolved from this caveman status to what we are today. And we are essentially getting ready to take our next evolutionary step, which smacks heavily of what I've reported over and over on what New Agers predict as the coming age of Aquarius, in which the Antichrist will come on the scene openly. He keeps referring to the humans as species, which is a dehumanizing phrase and is very common phrase among elitists. And, um, and, New Agers used to actually describe humanity. And I say, listen for yourself. Now, at the opening, just so you let just to let you know, at the opening of the real Earth Summit, Maurice Strong, one of the most richest evil men on the planet, the United Nations Environmental Program Secretary General at the time, bemoaned the world's quote, explosive increase in population. And then he warned, quote, we have been the most successful species ever. We are now a species out of control. Population must be stabilized and rapidly. You know what stabilized means? Called. That's what the Georgia Guidestones call for, the Ten Commandments in the New World Order. The first commandment is reduce world population to 500 million. 
well, hold on, we're at 6.7 or 8 billion now. Oh, we're talking about a, about a 95% reduction or 90, 90 to 95%? Yeah. Well, that's what they're calling for. Okay? And he kept referring to the species. Like, what does that reply? It implies Darwinianism, the evolution. Charles Darwin. Okay? We're this, you know, we, we ultimately, I mean, I hate to say this, but, you know, ultimately, the rain rained on the rocks for millions and millions of years, and then out of the primordial sludge of all some two-cell amoeba, I guess some lightning bolt hit it or something, and then that thing slid her down into the water, and it became some kind of gilly fishy thing, and then ultimately it slithered up on land and said, hey, you know what, I need to grow some fur, and, you know, convert into a, um, I don't know, some kind of uh, gazelle, or something, and then the gazelle became some type of beaver creature, which ultimately became an ape, and then all that ultimately became then we got Neanderthal man, Piltdown man, the whole lineup of false garbage, which ultimately became us. Now, you got to have a lot of faith to believe that, because that's what evolution teaches, okay? And this is what Alex Jones is not so subtly teaching as well. And whenever you hear... Humans referred to as species. No, we're not a species. We're actually created in God's image and likeness. That's what the Bible says. And that's what I believe, and that's what I'm going to stick to. It takes a whole lot more faith to believe what these, these guys say than it does to what the Bible says. So, his speech also stated that current lifestyles, this is Marie Strong, current lifestyles and consumption patterns of affluent middle class involving high meat intake Use of fossil fuels, appliances, home and workplace air conditioning, and suburban housing are not, quote, sustainable, which is another new age, new world order buzzword. A shift is necessary which will require a vast strengthening of the multilateral system, including the United Nations. What have we been talking about? Maurice Strong said this back um, in, um, I think, 92. The United Nations has to be strengthened. What are we seeing? What did we talk about last week? Obama giving them literally billions and billions and billions of dollars for the United Nations so that we can have this one world government. Everything that we have essentially reported on, not only does the Bible predict, but we're, we're seeing confirmation of it over and over and over again, almost on a weekly basis. Uh, Mr. Strong has since stated that the United States is the greatest threat to the global environment. And it is guilty of environmental aggression against the planet. Now these people are typically the worst environmental killers and, and uh, disaster makers on the planet. They're usually the ones that own these multinational corporations that pump all kind of garbage into the environment and, and pollute the world. And, and they create the problem so that they can blame it on humanity. Which is, you know, the height of hypocrisy, but, you know, that's what they are. Hypocrites. Um, and then he goes on to say, isn't the only hope for the planet that the industrialized civilizations collapse? That's what he says, Murray Strong. Now, bear in mind, I'm going to go, I'm going to segue back to Alex Jones, but I got on this subject and I said, you know what, I'm going to mention this. And then he goes on to say, isn't it our responsibility to bring that about? Meaning, he says, isn't it the elite's responsibility to bring about the industrialized civilizations collapse? And, and the United States is the greatest, the, really the United States um, middle class is the greatest threat to, um, they're saying, the global environment. Then he goes, uh, then this article goes on to state, <coughs> excuse me, sustainable development as outlined in Agenda 21 
and the subsequent Earth Charter is the driving force behind what Al Gore calls a wrenching transformation that society must endure to repair what he perceives as the damage of the 20th century's Industrial Revolution. It is the same Industrial Revolution that gave us modern transportation, medicine, indoor plumbing, healthy drinking water, central heating air and air conditioning, electric lights. Sustainable development is not about environmental cleanup of rivers, air, and litter. It's all about encompassing socialist schemes to combine social welfare programs with governmental control of private business, socialized medicine, national zoning controls of private property, and restructuring of the school curriculum, which serves to indoctrinate children into politically corrupt group think. Now, um... I'm going to go back to these videos now, and I'm going to let you hear some of good old Alex Jones' own words. I I just, I I couldn't believe what I was hearing when when I saw this. This is just incomprehensible um, that he did this. Uh, But in a way, I'm I'm glad, because I I really like people, if they're going to come out, you know, just take the gloves off and, and go ahead and go for it. If you're going to be a devil, go ahead and state it. What is it to be a human being? Homo sapiens sapien. That's the scientific name of our species. Uh, now, here we go. He's behind this podium. What is it to be a human being? Homo sapiens sapien. That is the name of our species. Now, doesn't that smack of Darwinianism? I mean, evolution? Doesn't it? I mean, it's so far out in the open right from the very first state. Now, Alex Jones is going to teach us about our what, is it, what does it mean to be a human being? I need to look in my Bible to know what it means to be a human being and what God's requirements are for my life. Not Alex Jones giving me some morality lesson that is um, absolutely wrapped in evolution and New Age thinking, which is exactly what we're going to get a heaping dose of right now. So let's listen to more. Tens of thousands of years, our ancestors struggled, fought, and died against other tribes of humans, against saber-toothed cats, woolly mammoths. <laughs> okay, so other tribes. What are we? What are we? What are we um, talking about here? We're talking about cavemen battling the saber-toothed cats and the woolly mammoths. And I mean, it, it's so obvious what he's doing here, without totally coming out and saying, "I'm an evolutionist." I love Charles Darwin. I've got an I love Charles Darwin bumper sticker on my car. We all evolved from Piltdown Man. I love Piltdown Man bumper sticker. He's not exactly, you know, getting that far with it, but it's heavily implicated in his speech. Bengal Tigers. To simply survive. The main mission of our species has been to survive on a hostile planet that we developed on. Everything smacks of evolution. Charles Darwin would be so proud. Well, actually, he wouldn't. If he's in hell, uh, I've heard debate about whether he got saved before he died. I, I, I don't, you know, again, I wasn't there. So, but, um, this is Darwinianism. This is evolution. This is new age thinking. This is absolutely the coming new world order, the new, uh, the, um, New World Order, the Age of Aquarius, where we will be as gods. We're, get, we're getting ready to take our next evolutionary step, and I'm going to let him talk some more, because he's going to basically confirm these things that I'm stating here. And it's, it's I guess his handlers, because I can't think anything else at this point, have said, given Alex the green light, 
He's got enough of a following right now. Whenever they do, whenever he tells people to do a keyword search, that keyword search will be the number one uh, search term on the internet. And while he's exposing a lot of evil regarding Obama and the vaccinations and stuff like that, he's also uh, get, getting this following where people are just following him blind faith, and now he's going to ultimately try to take as many people to hell with him as he can. That's what I believe because it's out of his own mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And I'm not going to defend him anymore. And now you have people in the lap of luxury, with all the entertainment, more food than they can eat. Even the poorest of our society in the Western world is much better off than our ancestors. Living like kings. And we don't appreciate it. And this is the big secret. We don't appreciate it because we're not designed to thrive in a society of milk and honey, of plenty. We are designed to thrive in an atmosphere of incredible danger and of amazing pressures. We are an incredible species that has brought you Beethoven and Minds like Albert Einstein, human minds, more than 110 years ago, developed the theory of atomics, Max Planck, the human mind. Oh, good, so we can, we can develop the theory of atomics and then blow a ton of people up, which he's going to confirm that in a second. Uh, I did a study, I, I just did a, a keyword search for Max Planck and Albert Einstein and these people that he's mentioning, and virtually... Almost every one of them were uh, heavily involved in the occult if they weren't closet occultists uh, at bare minimum. Okay, So the people that he's giving all this honor to are actually not people worthy of this honor. Okay, But that really doesn't surprise me in light of this talk that he's giving. ...created equations that can destroy entire cities. We can do incredible things, positive things and destructive things. Humanity is magic. Humanity can literally reach to the stars and beyond. So humanity is the one getting all the credit. Just like in the Garden of Eden where Satan, the serpent, went to Eve and said, you should be as gods knowing good and evil. This was the carrot that he put out before her. This is very much the same carrot that Alex Jones seems to be presenting us today. That humanity is going to take its next evolutionary step. And that we're amazing. And that we're magic. Whereas the Bible says to consider the pit from whence thou art dug. And to not consider thyself more highly than thy ought. I mean, we're not supposed to go around in pride. I mean, a haughty spirit before destruction and pride goeth before a fall. Okay, so everything about what he's saying is trying to build up man's pride. Look at me. I can do all this. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. But without Christ, I am nothing. I am as but a worm. Okay. That's where we need to be looking at. We need to be humbling ourselves before God, not elevating ourselves to a godlike status, which is what Alex Jones is essentially doing here. The development of our species at this point is only the larval stage and we're now going into a phase where we're literally in a cocoon. Okay, so I guess we're heading into the pupae stage. There's got the larva, and then you got the pupae, and then where are we going? Are we going to come out as a magnificent butterfly? What is he implying here? 
And, and notice, how many times has he said species so far? Okay? Um, what is he implying? Well, he's implying we're getting ready to take our next evolutionary step, which is exactly what all the New Agers and all the occult writers throughout all these different years, Alice Bailey, Madame Blavatsky, Benjamin Krem, Maitreya himself, and a whole slew of others have said that we are on the verge and on the cusp of going into the age of Aquarius where we shall be as gods, which was the same lie the serpent gave to Eve in the Garden of Eden, just repackaged, and we're getting ready to take that big step. And now Alex Jones is on board with the same ideology. And about to metamorphosize into something else. And during this time of flux... So are we going to become... We're going to metamorphosize. That means a total transformation and change into something else, as he said. Is it we shall be as gods? I mean, what are we going to be? Are we going to be transhuman? Which is another thing I've reported on heavily. Which is... What, is, what do they call that? A transhuman, they say, is to be post-human, meaning you're not human anymore. You're you're something more than human. Okay. Well, you know what? God didn't mess up the first time. You know, He created us. We don't need need to be something more. You know, than human. Okay. Um, he's just so far off base with this. It, it's just incomprehensible. Our species, all the genetic and racial memories, all of the inherited memories. Inherited memories. Now, is he talking about former lives, like in reincarnation? No, I think what he's in reference to is like, you know, we have all these from our primitive primal midbrain, we have all these stored energies or, or, or things that are evidently still there from our ancestors where we battled the saber-toothed tigers and the woolly mammoths and the T-Rexes and the velociraptors and we were out going around like cavemen wearing, dressing up in our little caveman outfits and going around and just for survival. I, I really think that's what he's implying here, um, that this is something that God put in us from our primitive past. Art integrating with this modern society of convenience and all the food we can eat and the entertainment and the decadence. Because the pleasure centers of the mind and the uh, things that the controlled corporate media uh, force feeds are only a limited spectrum of our intellect and what we are. Our ancestors struggled and fought and died against the elements, against wild animals, against barbarous tribes of fellow humans to succeed. And success was to simply survive. And now we see these giant, decadent masses of people who aren't appreciating life, who are becoming nihilistic, who have a death wish, who hate everything that's good and wholesome. You see on the internet all these videos in the last few years uh, where it shows beautiful women abusing animals. This is the new pornography. People are becoming psychopathic. They're degenerating psychologically. I want you to look yourself in the mirror and really ask yourself a question. Meditate on it. Think about it. What is it to be a human being? Who are we as a species? See, he doesn't point anybody to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John 1 that, meaning Jesus, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So, 
All things were made by him. Jesus Christ not only created the universe, but he created us. I don't need to look any farther than the word of God to know who I am. And as a born-again Christian, look into the word of God to know what that means as a born-again Christian. And what Jesus Christ did on the cross to save my soul from hell. Alex Jones points nobody to that. I don't care if you tell me Tex Mars married him or Alex says he's a profession, professing Christian. Out of the abundance of the heart and the mouth speaketh. Okay? If they speak not according to this gospel because there is no truth in them. And I'm telling you right now, you, you can glean all in the world from Alex Jones and he can take you straight to hell. If you follow, evidently this is his new religion. We're creatures that live on a beautiful planet orbiting a sun two-thirds of the way out. Now, now we're creatures. Creatures. So we're a species. We're creatures. We definitely evolved. Um, you know, this is the deal. And, and, you know, evolution is so contradictory to the Bible. It's, you know, I wouldn't even know where to begin. You could literally do a hundred-part study just on evolution alone, debunking it. And uh, this is the not-so-subtle implications that he's trying to shove down our throats. On the spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy, our species developed on this planet over hundreds of thousands of years. Hundreds of thousands of years. Wow, that, that's really amazing. Because if we have like a 6,000-year creation and then another 1,000-year millennial reign, you know, we were here for maximum about, you know, we're getting near about 6,000 years. He's saying it's hundreds of thousands of years. This is another thing where you know it's a dead giveaway regarding evolution. Because evolution requires not only hundreds of thousands, but millions and millions of years. Because anything could happen in a million years, right? Anything could happen. That's how evolution gets away with a lot of what they get away with. They say, oh, millions and millions of years ago, this happened. Okay, and you think, wow, that's so long ago, and maybe it did happen, you know. But anyway, let's go further. Our ancestors fought to survive against the elements, against wild animals, and against tribes. Here we go. Again. Survival was success for our species. It was the French philosopher Victor Hugo that said, Adversity makes men, prosperity makes monsters. And in that simple statement, you understand the human experience and who we are. People that have plenty of food and housing and clothing, they are depressed, they're unhappy, they feel like they're missing something in their life. Because now, now, hold on, where's that in the Bible? I, now, I understand Jesus Christ the Son of Man, didn't even have a place to lay his head. But not all born-again Bible-believing Christians are, you know, lacking in these areas. And that sure, just because they weren't lacking, because they had those things in abundance, or because God provided for their needs, I can think of myself and my daughter as an example. I'm not miserable because I have those things. I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful for the air that I breathe, the food that I eat, the water that I drink, the roof over our heads. You know, for this ministry, I, I praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm thankful for those things. I'm not miserable about it. Now, I understand you can have somebody that's that's got everything and they're they're full and and yet they lack Jesus Christ and they are miserable. Okay, but to to make this broad brush statement like that again, you know, they're he's trying to classify everybody in the same boat. Fundamentally, they don't understand what it is to be human survival and raising your children to be happy and successful and healthy 
is victory. Every generation making the world a better place than the previous one is victory. People have been taught by the corporate brainwashing machine to be self-centered, to not care about others. And in that, they lost their very humanity. They don't understand that life is transitory. We're just like the flowers that come up every year in the spring and blossom throughout the summer and then die in the fall and winter. But through the species, through humankind, we live on. Okay, so through the species, through the humankind, even though we died, he doesn't mention where people would go if they're apart from Jesus Christ. He doesn't mention hell. He's not going to mention that. Through the species, this is how we can live forever. And you're going to hear him say this. And everything we do to each other affects the species itself. Madison Avenue tries to make you feel inadequate so that you'll buy into their products, so that you'll feel like you need to accept their mode of control if you're going to be fulfilled. And the more people buy into that, the more nihilistic and destructive they get. We have a society that is collapsing, that is crumbling, because we build up drug addicts, sports icons, and uh, Hollywood people, and all of these uh, rock stars who are the worst expression of humanity because they become so wealthy that they're unhappy. They're not appreciative of the basic things they have. They've lost sight of that secret that humanity was forged under incredible degradation on the edge of extinction. If you go back more than a hundred years ago... How, how was humanity forged on the edge of degradation? Humanity was forged by the Lord Jesus Christ who created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And then they sinned and were forced out of the Garden. And then that's how humanity was actually forged. So, I mean, again, what he's saying just does not line up from a biblical standpoint. In 1900, Max Planck developed the theory of atomics. Here we go, here we go back to glorifying this guy that developed the theory of, of atomics... Um, who, I went up and I found H.P. Blavatsky heavily quoting a lot of Max Planck's theories, a, a, a site devoted to Blavatsky and theosophy. And I mean, it doesn't bode well for him when you, when you find that. But a lot of these high-level occultists like um, Albert Einstein, Max Planck, Thomas Edison was one of them, all those guys, they were, they were, they were into occultism big time. I mean, you could do a whole gigantic study on that. And um, he keeps referring to this Max Planck guy. It's just like he's the last guy I think I'd refer to. Asians that sprung from his mind created nuclear power. And yes, the atom bomb that can destroy entire cities. Humanity is made in the image of God. We are an incredible species with a destiny to populate the stars to go beyond the stars. We can't even imagine our full potential. Just like somebody 6,000 years ago. All right, Taylor. In Mesopotamia or Egypt, couldn't imagine a cell phone or a 747. Couldn't imagine an MRI or a firearm. We take it for granted like it's nothing. We don't appreciate the good things in life, the simple things in life. 
And so people are becoming more and more decadent, more and more self-destructive. Suicide is off the charts. Upwards of 20% of the population is on psychotropic, mind-numbing drugs. People don't feel fulfilled. They complain that life is boring. Life is boring? You are on a planet with all of this incredible biodiversity and all of this beauty and creativity. You need to realize that just being conscious, simply being alive, and being able to struggle in whatever your pursuit is, whether it's art or literature, or whether you're an auto mechanic, or a doctor, or a lawyer, or a filmmaker, it doesn't matter. It's all about that human experience and what you add to the species, what you add to the society. So it's all about what we add to the species. It has nothing to do with who's going to heaven and hell. It has nothing to do with our relationship with Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with we are his workmanship and he created us this way, Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, this is new age. This is nothing more than a new age sermon that we're hearing here. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, a Christ-hating new age sermon. Because he's absolutely omitting Jesus Christ from the subject of this little uh, new age tirade he's on. Individuals die. And selfish individuals die before they physically perish. And they don't realize that it is an experience of humanity, of Homo sapiens sapiens, of our species, to add to humanity's wealth. They're so, again, Homo sapiens sapiens species just shoving this down our throat. Actual wealth, our physical wealth. And that when you truly join with the human spirit and everything that is decent and wholesome and good, everything that your conscience, your compass tells you is good, that you will bloom and that you will literally accelerate towards a higher level of enlightenment. Oh, wow. A higher level of enlightenment as we do follow our moral compass. Well, again, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And the heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The Bible, there, there's that one uh, expression they say, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Well, it's true. There's a lot of very uh, morally upright people that are in hell right now because they were trusting in their own righteousness. As Jones would say, in their own humanity. And what we can add to the species is all that really matters. This is a message absolutely 100% uh, contradictory to the Bible when you leave Jesus Christ out of the equation. Because all of our righteousness are as filthy rags, for we are all together as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. That's what the Bible says. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So, this is, uh, I'll tell you... <laughs> He's really taken the gloves off. And I, honestly, to be quite honest, I'm glad he did it. Because I would really rather know where he stands than... than um, and, and again, I, I know I'll have some people say, well, he's already told you that. True. True. To a certain, but I've never heard him come this far out in the open with this stuff. Now, as I'm looking at this video, on the side here, you've got... Uh, and they'll group video topics together. And the, all the other topics, there's other topics. David Icke. Who um, and it's called Humanity's Last Chance. He interviewed David Icke. Now, David Icke, he used to um, refer to him in a real derogatory manner. I won't even mention how he referred to him. But now he's actually had him on his show. 
And David Icke is the guy that, that gets up there and preaches about um, infinite love is all that matters while he's saying effing this and effing that. I mean, he's, he's a real foul-mouthed kind of guy. And he's basically up there telling us all we need is infinite love. And at the same time, he's over here cussing. He's basically saying all religions, David Icke says all religions, including Bible-believing Christianity, are all fake. They're all an illusion. That we actually live in a holographic universe is what he actually teaches his followers. That what we're seeing is like a matrix and we're in some hologram and it's not real. And all that matters is infinite love. And he, I mean, that's just among many things that the guy gets into. Alex Jones is in lockstep in unison with David Icke. And I heard him agree on many points. You can click on these other videos if you go to view this and you can hear it for, for yourself regarding Alex Jones's relationship with David Icke. And it's, a, again, it's another false gospel. It's the new age um, gospel that they're preaching here. So, no matter how prepared you may be, if you're a follower of Alex Jones, and you, you buy into his rhetoric, you know, you're destined for hell. I mean, if that's where you're putting your trust in. All of Alex Jones's stuff, all of it, tends to be man-centered, not Christ-centered. And that's the biggest problem with his whole organization. But the minute that you buy into this corporate culture of death, you are destroyed. Learn to recognize and appreciate and defend and protect beauty. Don't give in to that uh, sociopathic or even psychopathic uh, desire to get into the dark side and destructiveness. Become conscious of the fact that you individually are only alive one time in this earth suit that our intellect inhabits but that through a love of humanity and a love of creativity and investigation and the love of exploration, that you will live forever. Wow, we're going to live forever through a love of humanity and all these other things that he mentioned. We're all going to live forever, according to the Bible, but some are going to ultimately be in the lake of hell forever, and others are going to be in heaven or in the millennial reign, partly, with Jesus Christ. Um, this is his gospel. This is what Alex Jones is teaching. This is what the New Age is teaching. That we can be as gods and live forever through these things. It's lies from the pit of hell. And the Bible says to mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine meaning the Bible, which ye have learned, and avoid them, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies, and by good words and fair speeches, which I wouldn't even classify this as good words and fair speeches, but by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. This is what we're witnessing right here. And that the human experience has always been about a struggle against things that are good and uplifting and things that are destructive. Destruction is easier. It's quicker. It's very... Okay, I'm going to go to the second video here uh, where he says some real doozies right off the bat as well. And we'll hear what he has to say here now. And it's that quest, that quest towards being a better species that we will truly find our destiny. You have I'll tell you, Maitreya would be so proud of him because this is very reminiscent of what Maitreya is writing. Uh, in in this um, utopian coming, literally, 
uh, Antichrist society that they're painting here. Alex Jones is going is already falling in lockstep, and I am seeing more apostasy from different people um, that you know, with whether they're in the Patriot movement or whether they're in the Christian movement, and I and I'm starting to report on it more and more and more because I feel like I have to. Um, and a lot of these people or ministries I've recommended in the past to a certain extent to glean information from, but it seems as though as we get closer and closer to the arrival of the Antichrist, that their gloves are really coming off and their true intentions and their true colors are really starting to show, which actually makes my job a lot easier. Become compartmentalized. We all have. Of course, you know about the pyramidal power structure where only the very tip-top understands all the secrets, knows how it all fits together. It's similar to Legos. Individually, it doesn't make anything, but together, it makes a greater whole. And it's how the military and intelligence agencies operate. It's a need-to-know basis. And if you look at this as a ship, as nation-states, as countries, as ships, you've got people in catering, people in food, uh, people in uh, laundry, in cleaning, you've got the security force, you've got the people down in the engine room. And the engine room is basically the bureaucracy and the courts. But who is the captain? The captain knows everything going on in that ship. The captain is commanding all those different separate parts. And that's a perfect example of globalism and how they use compartmentalization to keep the mass of people on the ship unaware of the larger picture. They're not outside the box. So you've got the captain of the ship. He's in control of all the different aspects, all the different pieces that come together. The subgroups on the ship, they only know their specific duty. But the captain... He has the big picture over the ship, over the nation. Well, what is globalization? Globalization is where there's an international company bigger than the nations, bigger than all the ships, that controls and dominates and finances all those ships. And that's international banking cartels. They create endless trillions of fiat currency, and they buy the whole world with it. It's a hat trick. It's a fraud. It's a magician's parlor scam. And that's what's happening. So not only do we have an evil captain, the rest of the ship isn't aware of what's going on, but they know the direction they're going in is bad. But the captain himself is just an agent to the globalists that control all the ships. The New World Order are truly the captains and the shipping magnet owners of this global dehumanization system. Okay, but who's at the head of even them? Satan and the fallen angels and the demons that govern them. And again, we don't hear any... Battle, we don't hear any mention of the spiritual battle, whereas the Bible says that we battle not against flesh and blood, but princes and principalities and rulers of wickedness. The, these things and powers, these are the things that we battle. Whereas Alex Jones never talks about getting on your knees, and or if he does, I haven't heard, praying, um, uh, fasting, praying, addressing this from a spiritual, biblical standpoint. You know, it's all about a man-centered war against individuals, which Satan loves. Because if we approach it the way Alex Jones... Now, I understand there's practical things you can do to prepare. And I do think that you should be aware, an understander of the times. The Bible talks about the men of Ishakar were understanders. Uh, these people understood the times that they were living in and prepared themselves. The Bible says, The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And and so, yes, we should prepare. We should have a balance. Okay, Alex Jones has totally balanced 
his, he has no balance. It's all man-centered. It's us against them. And we're this wonderful species that is getting ready to blossom, and we're going to overcome evil through our own goodness, which is essentially like dominionism as well, which is what a lot of the uh, uh, charismatic assembly of God and a lot of offshoots of the church, uh, pseudo-Christian church in America, are teaching that we're going to become uh, so good and so wonderful, and we're going to make things so great that Jesus Christ will have no choice but to come back and rule and reign um, on this earth. And that essentially the book of Revelation is done away with in a lot of Daniel. The globalists don't care about you and your family. They've got all this slick propaganda about how they want to take your rights to keep you safe. They want to naked body scan you in the airports and have surveillance blimps and face scanning and license plate scanning cameras to keep you safe. They claim it's for little men in caves in Central Asia that want to come and kill you. But when you research it, you find out those men in caves are financed by the intelligence agencies to stage the crises to scare you into running into the arms of the globalist. Conservatively, hundreds of thousands of Iraqis died during the war of 2003 through 2011. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop there. I thought there was more pertinent information in those parts, but I, again, I don't. We're running out of time here, and actually, um, let's try to uh, finish this out on Alex Jones here, so that we can go to the next part. Um, again, I mentioned in my response, not one mention of Jesus Christ by Alex Jones. He is not a Christian, no matter how many times he says he is. Again, by their fruit you shall know them. He says it is in this quest toward being a better species that we will truly find our destiny. Again, no Bible for that. I don't need to know anything more about myself than other than what the Word of God tells me. And the Word of God is truth. The Bible says, what is truth? Thy Word is truth. Okay? And I give you the links you can listen to. Uh, Albert Einstein was a Kabbalist, an existentialist, and an Illuminist. He mentions him as one of these wonderful men. Uh, he followed the Kabbalah. He's an existentialist, meaning his experience is what taught him, which is essentially what Alex Jones is teaching here. And he was also an Illuminist. He was part of the Illuminati. Um, he was also a Platonist, meaning he followed Plato, the philosopher. Um, and... Um, but this has nothing to do with the Bible or our Lord Jesus Christ. It is all man-centered, not Christ-centered. Um, he says, through the love of humanity, we will, quote, live forever. If we love humanity, we will live forever. This is garbage, okay? Not, not in the sense where we will live forever in this, you know, state that he's talking about, meaning uh, evidently some type of eternal bliss somewhere. This is another gospel. It's the same one as Buddy David Ike preaches, um, and again, then I give you the links here. Also, Alex Jones. Now again, I got a 28-page document on this. He's good Jones with Joe. He's good buddies with Joe Rogan. He just interviewed him the other day. Okay, Joe Rogan is a commentator on Ultimate Fighting. Um, Rogan has a website where he bragged about attending the wedding of Satanist Anton Lavey's grandson Stanton. Anton Lavey was the guy that started the first Church of Satan on May 1st. 1966, May 1st, being Beltane, a high satanic holiday where they sacrifice a human. May 1st, 1966, 66, he started the first Church of Satan, okay, in San Francisco, California. And um, uh, he's he brags about, Joe Rogan brags about uh, attending the wedding of Anton LaVey's grandson, Stanton, where he says, Hail Satan on the site several times. 
there's a picture of uh, Rogan and LeVay together, I believe at this wedding, or, or maybe prior to it, and they're both giving their Cornudo sign, which is the, the Hail Satan sign. They're both giving it. Um, Rogan's wearing a shirt that says 666 on it. And they're, they're, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he's a Satanist. I mean, he's openly admitting it. How did he get to be buddies with such a reprobate? Okay, I'll give you the link where you can actually look at the pictures. This is one of Alex Jones' great buddies. Alex Jones also plays all kind of different, and I'm talking some hardcore stuff, ACDC. I've heard Iron Maiden. I've heard all kind of really heavy-duty satanic rock things to segue into his audio segments. You know, again, we're supposed to abstain from all appearance of evil, and, you know, he has no problem with any of this. So... Um, after you watch, and then, then there's Eric John Phillips' research on Alex Jones regarding the Vatican assassins. Um, for years, I have wondered how Jones did not end up with a bullet in his head. Out, Eric, this is Eric John Phillips. He says, now I know. As Phelps says, most of the low-level research on Jones is right. Oh, okay, I was saying this. I'm sorry. Most of the low-level research on Alex Jones is right. Now, this is the stuff you can glean. But there is a line he will not cross. Watch the videos to see what line he will never cross in exposing evil. Um, warning, there are some brief profanity in some of these videos. I mean, one of them is him and Rogan getting high. I mean, they were showing him and Rogan getting high. I'm not sure if I have that link here, but it's really, really bad. I mean, and it's really stupid. They, they put masks on and they're... It's bad, okay? Uh, watch the videos to see what line he will never cross. And most importantly, the main emotions Jones evokes through all of his various videos and audios and print material is the fear of man, not the fear of God. Okay, I have never seen him direct anyone toward the Lord Jesus Christ for his intervention in all the horrific, all the horrific matters he gets into. His solutions are all man-centered, not God-centered. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 17.5, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, that make a flesh his arm and his heart departed from the Lord. From a biblical perspective, this is a gigantic mistake. The solution in the verses I have posted is the fo- uh, in the verses I posted below. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five: The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Okay, so trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. You know, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him, fear God. Okay, never are we getting that from Jones. It's not, it's not happening. Alex Jones, for several months, openly promoted, and I'm telling you, there's a, there's a lot of um, Christian ministries out there that will promote Jones without any warning at all, and would call him a brother. And, I, I you know, I'm sorry if, if, if they don't like what I'm saying, but... You know, this stuff that I'm presenting, it can't be refuted. It's out of his own mouth. You know, so, you know, I I know I'm going to burn a lot of bridges with with people by putting this out, but this is irrefutable. This is absolutely irrefutable. When it comes to something that's coming out of his own mouth, and you compare it with Scripture, there's not even a, a, it's not even a a subject of debate for me at this point. You know, if you're going to defend Jones at this point, you know, I don't really don't want to hear it anymore. I, it's, he's, he's indefensible. This position is a damnable heresy, and I will expose it because I'm commanded to do that. Um, Alex Jones for several months. Now I got into I I brought this out before. 
he openly promoted the Catholic cult religion on his site, and I emailed their site, never got a response, which is typical. He openly promoted the Catholic cult religion on the site via the link below, which is virtually on every page of any of his articles. And it, it was a big thing of a church. And I've got it in the 28-page thing, but for the f- purpose of this, I, I, um, the link's not functional anymore because he took it off. Anyway, the link took you to mostholyfamilymonastery.com. Now, this was up on his site for months, okay? And now, when it took you to that site, here are some of the link titles off the website that still do work. I'm going to read you some of the titles. This is directly on almost every single one of Alex Jones's link on, on his, the sidebar as one of the main things he was promoting for months until I think he got enough pressure he had to take it down. Here's the first link. Outside the Catholic Church, there is absolutely no salvation. That is the name of the PDF file link off his site. Alex Jones was directing people straight to hell with that link, promoting this garbage. Outside the Catholic Church, there's absolutely no salvation. You can click on the link, it still works. Next link, and it's right here in the PDF, I'll be sending out, and and it will be up on the website, the PDF, um, on uh, contendingfortruth.com under the date of 9-20... 2610. Next link. The steps to convert to the traditional Catholic faith. And for those leaving the new mass. So, these are steps to convert to the new traditional Catholic faith. Uh, Next link. Where to go to mass or confession today. Next link. Defending the Catholic faith. Exposing the Vatican Council to counter church and more. So, it's a movement within the Catholic church to expose Vatican II, but yet it's still Catholic. They say that the Catholics strayed from Vatican in Vatican II and we need to put them back on track. They're all straight going to hell. It's all an abomination. Next link. And there's way more up on the site. It's still active. MostHolyFamilyMonastery.com Look it up for yourself. It's still an active link. Next link. Refuting Protestantism and Eastern Orthodox audio programs. So they've got whole links there to, to refute that. So anyway, I wanted just to get into that. Sorry I had to bring that up, just like the other stuff I had to bring up tonight, but, you know, um, had to do it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop here. I'm going to keep going tonight. I'm going to try to get this all done, even though I'm only about halfway done. I don't know how many parts we're going to get into. So, God bless you, and we'll see you on the other side.